Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode with your favorite money coach slash mentor, Dr. Divad. Oh gosh, guys, I'm getting more and more ridiculous. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Seriously, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm just having a great time thinking about you, sitting around the fire with you, and we're having these conversations about money and wealth and ownership and how to close gaps and how to empower women and equip women. And that stuff gets me all juiced up and excited. So I am glad that we are here and I appreciate your time with me today. I do not take it for granted at all. This conversation I wanted to record for you guys is something that have been thinking about recording and I've been, it's been a long time coming to be honest with you. It is based on a conversation that I was a part of recently where I listened to people that had multiple figures in financial net worth. And, you know, if you're listening, regardless of where you are in your finances, I believe that this applies. We talk about success lifts clues, right? Success lifts clues, even though I may not believe that it's something that I can create today, I know that it is definitely possible for me by learning from those that have gone ahead of me, those that have gone before me, and sort of like taking that step to figure out how can I create mine, how can I do mine, and so that's what this is about. And this is, you know, I talk about the fact that I believe that my work is to be a bridge for women physicians, which means that number one is I spend time, money, resources on learning from myself, optimizing my brain, quieting my people pleaser part of myself, being more authentic to who I'm I'm alive to be here with you guys today. But also I invest in communities. I invest, I pay to be in communities where I can learn what people are doing. I can bring knowledge. I can expand the network so that if my people are looking for resources, like how do I invest in this? Or do you know anybody that does that, right? I'm like, okay, I have resources, but that takes intentional investment of my time and also investment of my money. And the return on investment is everything for me, your, my return on investment, because I think about it in the more expansive frame of the word. It's not just what I'm getting, but what people get to get through me, right? So anything that I'm invested in, it's not just what return is it giving me, but it's also what return is it giving the women that I get the privilege and the honor of serving every day. But this is one of those communities. And so they had, um, you know, people with eight and nine figures in financial net worth and sort of just listening to them and getting learning from them, really. How are they? Where are they learning from? How are they building? What tips do they have? And so I kind of came up with four that I believe is really, really applicable for anybody that's listening to this, regardless of whether you are, you know, on your first six-figure net worth, you're working your way to get to zero, you're on a seven-figure net worth and growing. The bottom line is success leaves clues, and there are some core principles that can apply and and can work across the, across the gap, right? And so one of the ones that I learned was 
the fact that it didn't necessarily take time for them to get there. Meaning that a lot of times when people talk about growing their money and growing their wealth, they think they underestimate or the, excuse me, they overestimate how much time it's actually going to take to get there, right? And so what happens is depending on what vehicle you're using in terms of your investment, that's going to determine how fast or how slow it you will get to the point you're trying to get to. I don't believe in overnight success. I don't, you know, do things that takes my attention, time from the purpose that I'm here to do. So I like to invest in things that are more long-term, medium to long-term focused. And, you know, yes, short-term cash flow, but I'm not doing things like trading stocks. I'm not doing things like that. That's going to require my daily attention in that regard. Even when it comes to real estate, you know, we do them, we set them up, we create systems that's important so that we can have time and attention. Those are the important, most, some of the most important thing is your time and your attention. So those people though, so what they're saying is that it didn't necessarily take time, it took commitment, right? And that part is important because I see a lot of people that tell me things like, I've been trying to do this for a long time. I've been trying to get here for a long time. And what happens is that it's not that they've been trying to get there for a long time. They've been thinking about trying to get there for a long time, right? So maybe you've been thinking about investing in real estate, but you're actually not investing or looking for a market or making decisions that's actual doing. So you're spending time in the mental part, but you're not even in the doing part yet. It's like when you look at a plant that is trying to grow, there's stuff that's happening beneath the surface. You're working on the beneath the surface stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But just know that it's not like everything necessarily takes time is the fact that Sometimes we are not committing yet to actually doing what needs to be taken, what needs to be done in order to create that. So it doesn't necessarily take time. But like even when I think about my journey, when I started, I thought it was going to take forever to get to like first six figure. And the beginning can be the hardest part because you're not necessarily seeing the result of what you're doing yet. It's like, oh, my student debt just went down by like a hundred dollars. It went down by like a thousand dollars. Like it doesn't feel like that mass, that momentum hasn't been created yet. And you guys know that I talk a lot about like the momentum, like that's why it's important to get started so you can start building so you can get to that critical mass that's now going to cause things to start rolling over, rolling over. So when you're doing your finances, getting to zero from negative, zero can take a long, can feel like it's taking a long time. Getting to your first 100K can feel like it's taking a long time. Getting to your first seven figure can feel like it's taking a long time, but it's actually shorter. Like the, the more... The more you actually do the work of getting the process set up, the shorter the time is. So I will say that going from negative 200K to zero felt the hardest, to be honest with you. And then going from zero to 100K also felt like crawling, like, what am I going to get there, right? That kind of stuff. But once you get that, the, create that momentum and then things will fall into place. So it doesn't necessarily take time. It takes commitment. So stop wasting time. Commit. commit. Right? We say we don't have time. I agree. We don't have time to not commit. Commit. So you can actually get started and build the momentum that you need. Number two is they diversified outside of the stock market. And this is important. So I, depending on when you listen to this, you may have listened to the episode where I talked about the out the, the steps to becoming like an automatic millionaire. And part of this is... That part is I talk about the foundation, 
that part is important, right? The foundation making that single path inevitable, meaning that I am going to this destination. I put this in the GPS and I know that if I follow this direction, I'm going to get there. There are certain things you can do to make that process faster. You can accelerate, you can take a shortcut, right? And those are some of the things that require you know, usually you would want to have a business or create businesses or buy businesses or real estate or franchises and all those other stuff in order to get there. But know that it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. However, in order to get to the eight figure, nine figure mark that those people were in, it required them to invest outside of the stock market. And this does make sense because if you think about like taxes and tax optimization, a lot of times, regardless of how you feel about taxes, I think it's important to understand it. And the tax code is unfortunately not written for physicians like you and I that are W2 earners in mind. It's written for people that have businesses and real estate is a business that have real estate investment and have, you know, businesses that are, you know, corporations and stuff like that. So if you truly want to optimize your taxes, that's what you look into. And if you think about how many days we work as average physicians and what percentage of our work time goes towards paying taxes, you can see how part of wealth building is also tax optimization and asking yourself, how am I doing when it comes to my taxes? Am I overpaying? Am I underpaying? Like, it's not wrong to pay taxes. I don't think it's wrong. I love having you know, good roads and all that, but you get to decide, you get to know that it's, you have a choice in the extent to which you're paying. And I honestly believe that the more money, like money is not something that is mine. It goes through me now and in future. So I'm building assets so that in future, it can also keep going through me. But I, I, I believe that money in the hands of women physicians is a great thing. So I definitely vote for you having money. But the key is those people diversified outside of the stock market and a significant percentage of them invested in real estate because real estate is one of the known tried and true. That's why I'm a huge proponent of real estate. And they also have other business as well. And the number four is they emphasize the importance of community of like-minded folks in their journey. And during this conversation, they actually mapped or chatted out their journey before their communities and after their communities. And it was really, really clear that being a part of community of like-minded people that are kind, that are that hold you accountable, that are abundant mindset mindset if that's a word, that share resources, that share their own mistakes and shortcuts to you, that understand the pain that you're going through when you say that it didn't work, it worked, that share you on, that part is important. And I, I know for a fact that that is true because I personally invest in communities, in being part of communities for that reason. And in fact, there were times in my life where I paid for like coaching from mentors and coaches. And what I found was that not having a community of like-minded people can sometimes make you feel isolated and alone, especially maybe if you grew up or you're, you're the community that you currently belong to, they're not striving for what you're striving for. And I will use myself as an example. I have amazing friends. I have amazing community and I've always had that forever. But one of the things that I, when I started my wealth journey, like a lot of my friends in my immediate world were not about that life at that point, right? So I had to, I chose because I saw the importance of money. I saw the importance of 
of having the freedom to practice medicine on my terms. And I saw that long-term investment return on the short-term sacrifices that I was going to make. And so when I first started though, like I was, it was alone. It was discouraging. I was alone in that journey. And I had to literally plant myself in communities where that was the norm. Doesn't mean that I left my community, my friends. No, we're still our friends still today. We're like text every day and all that good stuff. But now though, I had to be the first in that department to be able to choose a different direction. And now though, since then, they've also followed and are doing amazing things in their finances. They're becoming even more powerful than they already were in terms of the stuff that they're doing in this world. So again, keep in mind that this is not about leaving anybody behind. This is about making sure like you're leading and sometimes you may need to be the first to do the things that you want to do in your community. But the community you're in literally will change your life. Like to not have to explain what the failures are. Like to, it's it's everything. Like literally your network is your net worth. Like, and this is a part of it. And then the last one, which I thought was really, really important and key, which is number four, is failure, how they handle failure. A lot of times we as physicians, you know, I get it. Like the life that we live, if you fail, I don't become a doctor. If I fail, I'm not going to, you know, the patient is going to have to pay for like, you know, could get hurt and some could actually pass. Like it's it's grand, the effect or the side effect of failure. So it's normal that we don't want to fail. However, the thing though is we have to remind ourselves that that doesn't have to be the same with money and business and all those other things. And in fact, one thing that they said was, of course, you want to learn and do your due diligence to avoid, to minimize mistakes. However, what was a success clue was not avoiding being able to avoid mistakes because that cannot happen. Like success, that's like feeling is what you get through on your path to succeeding. But what they said was recovering faster from failure recovering faster. So that means being able to forgive yourself, being able to understand that all those things, including the errors and the mistakes work together for your good. Remembering that it's not just about the external outcome, but also about who you're becoming in this process. Like for example, I don't know if I told you guys, but my Facebook got hacked and eventually Facebook logged it and I have not been able to get access back from them. So if you are on my old Facebook, you need to find me again on Facebook and find my new Facebook group, my new Facebook um, page. But one of the things that was important for me to keep in mind was that, I mean, like all of the people I've had my Facebook page for like since I was in college and all that was gone overnight, like all that, all of the friends and there like the was disappeared overnight. Right. And so imagine if I was making it seem like that was not something that could ever get back again. So the predominant thought that I have is I am a different person than when I started, number one. And so I am everything that I may have lost, quote unquote, I will build and I can build faster than even before, right? That's a thought that I have that I believe has been really, really helpful for me. So just keep that in mind that failure is not something that you can avoid necessarily completely like you. It's the chance. You don't want to fail, but there's a chance of failure. And a lot of times that chance of failure prevents people from going to the next level that they want to get to. So asking yourself the question, how can I stop making failure something that I'm hiding so from that I hide away from what I'm actually meant to create? So ask and negotiate, ask for a raise, start that business, grow that business, buy that bigger property if you want, buy that different kind of property, start that new investment, like do your due diligence, but avoiding failure or trying to avoid failure 100% is the sure way to never do anything great in this life. So 
that's what I have for you guys. I hope this has been helpful. Success lift clues. By the way, if you're listening and you still have not signed up to access and watch our free video that we made just for you, it's a 51 minute video on how to create your seven figure life. I want you to go to this website, moneyfitmd.com forward slash TMD. TMD, the millionaire doc. And what you're going to do is you will be able to get instant replay to this video where I talk up to you about the shifts that you need in order to create the seven figure life. I talk about the 10 arms of wealth that nobody really talks about. Everybody talks about money. Nobody talks about true wealth. And the lack of wealth is why most people don't feel how they think they're going to feel when they get to different milestone that they set for themselves. But even more so, I shared with you guys like some stories of the vehicles that different women physicians are using. This is simple. It can be done. We can figure out your path to creating your inevitable seven-figure life. So I hope this has been helpful. I love you guys. If you've listened to this episode, if you've learned anything from it, don't forget to share, 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 spread the wealth. And if you share it on your social media, tag me. Money Fit MD or Latifat Akitare so that I can come cheer you on and I can also share some of the stuff that you're sharing on your page. I love you guys. It's such an honor to be in your world and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Goodbye. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening. 